the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of the Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Wow, it's been a long journey, but it's been fruitful. We thank God for bringing us to day six of our fasting and prayer journey that will begin on Monday. And God has been very gracious to us. And this is the fifth night and the day six, the sixth day of our waiting on God. And I believe that the journey of total recovery has been one of a blessing to you and your family. As we prepare to draw the curtain on this journey by Sunday, I want you to start a watch party if you are new or you're on Facebook, watching on Facebook, or if you're on YouTube, you can also share the link with as many people as possible. If you are new to our YouTube channel, I want to encourage you, click the subscribe button and then go ahead and click the bell button so you can be prompted every time we come on live. I have no doubt that this service is going to bless your life. And so I want you to open up your heart, open up your spirit to receive from God the engrafted word which has the capacity to save your soul. Tonight, we are going to continue our teaching. So we are looking at First Samuel chapter 30. That's where we have been since this whole episode began. This whole prophetic journey of total recovery began. First Samuel chapter 30 verse 8. So David inquired of the Lord saying, Shall I pursue this truth? And shall I overtake them? And he answered them, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake, and without fail, recover all. I declare to you again, that as you pursue, having pursued from Monday till now, you will surely overtake, and by the end of the year, you will see that you have recovered all, in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, go ahead and type a big amen in the comment box. And so, David pursued, Overtook and recovered all. We are told that in verse 30, verse 18 to 19. And so David recovered all that the Amalekite had carried away. All that COVID-19 has carried away. All that lack and want has carried away. All that sickness and disease have carried away. All that a breakup in your home has carried away. All that the relationship that has ended on the rocks have carried away. God will make sure that you recover all in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. And so we started looking at keys for total recovery. There are keys. We live in a kingdom that rules and runs with keys. And when the keys are rightly engaged, results will eventually be inevitable. And as we engage these keys, I see you recover all, I see you overtake, and I see you recover all in the name of the Lord Jesus. First of all, we look at the key of prayer. 
in the life of David and in the lives of many other people who experienced total recovery in scripture, we realize that the key of prayer was seriously engaged. And we need to engage the key of prayer tirelessly. The key of prayer is not the key that is engaged once in a while or when we feel we feel like it. You know, it's a key that we are called to engage consistently and persistently. The Bible says men ought to always pray and not to faint. He said pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. We are to pray always. We are to pray without fainting. We are to pray without failing. We are to pray tirelessly without ceasing. And I pray that the grace to be a tireless intercessor, the grace to consistently fellowship with God on the altar of prayer, may that grace not end with this fast. May that grace rest upon you all through this half in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. And then we look at the key of separation. The Bible says, through desire, a man having separated himself, seeketh and intermediate with all wisdom. And we looked at some core people that we need to dissociate ourselves from in order to fulfill God's mandate on our lives. In order to pursue and become all that God will have us become and recover all, we need to dissociate ourselves from certain negative relationships. And then last night, we looked at the key of obedience. The key of obedience. The Bible says if they obey and they serve him, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Tonight, we are looking at another key which is closely associated with obedience. We can see that key in the book of Job chapter 36 verse 11. The Bible says if they obey and they serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Obedience alone does not guarantee, guarantee prosperity. The Bible says when obedience is complemented, when obedience is coupled with service, we spend our days in prosperity and our years in pleasure. There was a man in the scriptures who understood what it means to serve and he served his way until his service brought him total recovery. And I pray that in this second half, if you have been lousy in your service, if you have been lackadaisical in your service, if you have been very slothful in your service, it's my prayer that in this half, grace will come upon you to render acceptable service that will bring you into a realm of total recovery in all areas of your life. Look at the book of Isaiah chapter 38 verse 1 to 9 with me. Let's see a man who recovered supernaturally. In those days, King Hezekiah was sick and near death. This was not just any regular sickness. This was a near death sickness. The Bible says, And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order for you shall die and not live. Now you will understand that being sick is enough, being sick near unto death is enough, a calamity or a danger. But when you have a seasoned prophet of God like, a, 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 like Isaiah, walk to your bedroom to tell you, you felt that he has come bringing you the word of the Lord. You felt he's come to lay hands upon you to be healed. But he comes and on the contrary, he brings you a bad news, death sentence, and tells you that upon your sickness, I will have good news for you. The news is that set your house in order. Before this time, you were hoping that you were going to recover, so you have not made any preparation to die. But I want you to know it's now time to write your will. Call your lawyer, write your will, because very shortly you will surely die and not live. That is suicidal. 
I'm sure that when the man heard it, his heart almost sank. But thank God that Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, was not a man who only depended on a prophet or his pastor. Hezekiah was a man who knew God for himself. And I pray that you will learn to know God for yourself. We live in a generation, we live in a dispensation where a lot of people would rather pay other people to know God for them. People would rather pay other people to fast for them. People would rather pay their pastors to do the job they are supposed to do for them. Let me tell you, nobody can know God for you on your behalf. Nobody can know God on your behalf. When it comes to knowing God, you need to learn to know God for yourself. The Bible said that people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. The reason why you are weak, the reason why spiritually you are weak, maybe financially sometimes you are even weak, and in many areas of your life you are weak is because you have not learned to know God for yourself. And I pray that this half you will make a conscious effort. You will make a conscientious decision that you are going to go all after God. You are going to go, you are going to pay every price to know God for yourself. May the grace to pursue God, may the grace to know God intimately for yourself, may that grace rest upon you. The Bible said Hezekiah knew God for himself. So Hezekiah turned his face toward the world and prayed to the Lord. That is prayer coming in again. There is no recovery story in scripture without the element of prayer. Prayer is so vital. Prayer is so instrumental in experiencing total recovery in every area of our lives. He said, but today we are not focusing on the prayer. We are focusing on his service. And look at the service of the man Hezekiah came out in his prayer. You see, when you serve God, it even shows in your prayer life. Look at him. He says, remember now, oh Lord, I pray how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Ezekiah wept bitterly. Our service has to do with our good deeds towards God and towards his house. The sacrifices we make, the investment we make, the kingdom investment we make to advance the kingdom of God through his church, those are our services. Our services are very important to God. Serving God and advancing the interests of his kingdom through his church is a vital key to total recovery. If you are going to experience total recovery, then our service, our act of service towards the kingdom of God, towards the church of God in advancing in building the church are very, very critical. When we look at the story, the Bible said the man prayed and wept. Verse 4, the Bible says that then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, go and tell Hezekiah. Thus says the Lord, the God of your father, I have heard your prayer and I've seen your tears and surely I will add to your days 15 years. May God add to your days 15 more years. May God add to your days. He said, with long life, I will satisfy you. May long life be added unto you. Maybe you are watching this at the time you are on your sick bed. I pray that God will restore you into health. I pray the length of days will be given unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. And this is the sign. God did not just prophesy recovery for him, but he gave him a sign for recovery. Now look at verse number 9. That is the part we want to focus on. And this is the writing of King Hezekiah of Judah. When he had been sick and had been recovered from his sickness. No matter what it is that you are suffering from. No matter the kind of sickness. 
be it a bodily infirmity, be it a financial sickness, be it an emotional sickness. I speak for healing to your body now. I speak healing to your emotions. I speak healing to your marriage. I speak healing to your finances. And I declare wholeness to every part of your being in Jesus' matchless name. Now, when we read the story of Hezekiah, there are three lessons his story tells us. His story reveals three things about how God relates to our services to us. The first thing we see is that God recalls our services. God recalls our services. In the book of Malachi, some people were talking and they were speaking harshly against God. They, they said it is vain to serve the Lord. Malachi chapter 3 verse 13, the King James Version, the New King James says, Your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. You have said, yet you say, what have we spoken against you? Verse 14. He said, you have said it is useless to serve God. Don't we have, don't we hear this quite often? We hear a lot of people, sometimes colleagues in your office, sometimes even your own family members, they say it is vain to serve the Lord. Serving God is a wasteful exercise. It is fools who pay tight. It is fools who give to church. It is people who don't know what to do with their money who give it to church. It is useless to advance the cause of God with our time. It is a wasteful exercise. To make it, to avail your energy, your resources, your treasures to advance the cause of God. We hear people say this arrogantly all the time. But the Bible said when they said this, something happened. Let's look at the New Living Translation, verse 16. He said, Then those who fear the Lord speak with each other, and the Lord listened to what they say. In his presence, a scroll of remembrance was written. To record the names of those who feared God and always thought about the honor of his name. I pray you be counted about those who think about the honor of God's name. In these times where some Christians are shaking their faith, shaking their responsibilities toward God and his house. I pray you will be among the few who always, whether in COVID times or in good times, will think about the name of God, will seek to advance the name of God with your resources, with your time, with your energy, with everything you've got. The Bible said, such people, God has a record for those who think always about his name. When you are the type who advances the cause of God, when you are the type who avails himself, avails his time, avails his money to advance the cause of God, you become a special treasure unto God. God records your name in a special place. And not only does God record your name, but God records it for such a time as such, such a needy time in your life so that he can show up on your behalf. Look at verse number 17. They will be my people. Oh, you should be glad to hear that. You are God's people. God's people are those who think of his name. Not those who just profess to know him in name, but those who think of his name. Those whose commitment and dedication and investment go to establish the fact that they are God's people. He said, they will be my people, says the Lord of heaven's army. On that day when I act in judgment, they will be my own special treasure. I will spare them as a father spares an obedient child. Then you will see again the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not serve him. Hear me. 
Don't, let, don't be fooled by the media. Don't be fooled by people who sit on TV and they lambast pastors and say all kinds of stupid things they have no understanding of. They speak about things that are high. They exercise themselves in matters higher than them. Don't waste your time on such fools because they don't know what they are talking about. The Bible said a time is coming where God would distinguish between those who serve him. God will draw a line of demarcation between those who serve him and those who do not serve him. Those who know his name and those who do not know him. So you first need to understand that God recalls our services. God recalls our sacrifices. God recalls our investment in his kingdom. That's why some people sometimes have a challenge when in a church, tight cards are issued. Some people rather want to give anonymously. It's good to give anonymously, but don't get it, don't fight with your church leadership if they decide that records should be kept because it's important. Our God is a record keeper and we are called to also keep excellent records of the responsibility God gives to us. So God records our services. Number two, God remembers our services. I believe God doesn't need to record to remember. But he deliberately records so he can remember. God remembers our services. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10, he said, for God is not unrighteous to forget our work. God is not unrighteous that he will not remember our works and our labor of love. God remembers our work. Number three, God does not just record our works. God does not only remember our works, but God remembers our works so he can reward our works. God remembers our services, the investment, your tithe, your offerings, your sacrificial givings, the investment of your energy, the investment of your time towards the advancement of God's kingdom. God rewards it. And I speak rewards for you. This season, this second half shall be for you a season of rewards. It shall be for you a harvest of supernatural rewards. May God cause you to see rewards. Maybe you are married, believing God for a child. May God give you a reward. The Bible said a fruit of the womb is a reward. May God reward you with a fruit of a womb in this season. May God reward you with a miracle job. May God reward you with health and wholeness. In the mighty name of Jesus, God is a rewarder. I remember in the early part of the year, I started a teaching which I didn't finish. Maybe I'll come to finish it in the second half. That God is a rewarder. And may that God who rewards, who rewards those who diligently seek him, may he reward you in this half. In Jesus' precious name. God rewards us eternally and God rewards us earthly. God gives us earthly rewards and he gives us eternal rewards. In the book of Matthew chapter, uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 28 all the way to 30, the Bible gives us an account of two kinds of reward God gives, eternal and earthly rewards. But in this service, I want to focus on four earthly rewards, seven God guarantees. Four earthly rewards, seven God guarantees. And I will, all, I will start all of them with a P. The first one is divine provision of prosperity. When you serve God faithfully, when we honor God with our tithes and our sacrifices, our offerings consistently and faithfully, God rewards us. All through scripture, one of the rewards God has always given to his people is the reward of prosperity. 
The world doesn't want us to preach and talk about prosperity. But prosperity is not a preacher's sermon. It's not a sermon a preacher decided to preach about or talk about. Prosperity is God's mind and will for every child of his. He says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospereth. God is committed to our prosperity. The psalmist says, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually, the Lord be magnified which taketh pleasure in the prosperity of his people. The Bible said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give good gifts which includes money. Every good and every perfect gift coming from above. The psalmist says that the Lord God, he is a son and he is a shield. He will give grace and he will give glory and no good thing. And if money is good for the unbeliever, much more will money be good for the believer. And I pray that in this second half, I pray that God will prosper you in your business. May my God prosper you. May my God meet all your needs according to his riches and glory. The apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, my God shall supply all your need and that was after the people of philippa had given to advance the cause of god as we have given and we continue to give our tithe our offerings our broadcast commitment as we consistently advance the cause of god and the work of god with our resources may you experience supernatural order of habits may god rain divine ideas that will lead you into creating massive and abundant wealth for you and your household in the mighty name of our lord jesus the bible says in the book of job 36 verse 11 if they obey and serve him they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure exodus 23 verse 25 he said thou shalt serve the lord thy god and he will bless thy bread and thy water I will take sicknesses from the midst of thee. Thou he will bless thy bread and thy water. You remember when Jesus blessed the few loaves. When he blessed them, it became supernaturally multiplied. May the Lord bless your bread and your water. May the Lord bless your kiosk. May the Lord bless that tabletop business. May the Lord bless your shop. May the Lord bless your bank account. May the Lord bless your place of work. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Then he said, I be young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Number two is divine pleasures. The second P is divine pleasures. When we serve God, not only does he provide supernaturally for us, but he also gives us pleasures. Pleasures. Pleasure. When I talk about divine pleasure, I'm simply talking about the supernatural ability to enjoy the good things you have. The supernatural ability to enjoy the good things you have. Now, you need to understand that not everybody who has good things enjoys them. Not everybody who has a Range Rover enjoys driving it. Not everybody who has a nice house enjoys sleeping in it. Some people have nice houses they are uncomfortable to sleep in. Some people have nice houses. When they sleep in, they have nightmares. They have nightmares. The fact that you have a house or you have a rental apartment and you can sleep comfortably, you must understand that it is a gift from God. Sleep is one of those precious gifts God gives to his beloved. The Bible said it is vain to rise up early and to sit up late and to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. In this half, may God give you sleep. May God give you sound sleep. As a pastor, I've heard many times of people who cannot sleep. Some of these people are well to do. Some of these people are blessed on the outside materially in terms of resources. But they lack sleep. 
But when God blesses you, when you serve God, the Bible said God gives you the gift of pleasure. You can see that for yourself in Job chapter 36, verse 11. It says, if they obey and they serve him, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. And mind you, God's pleasure is different from earthly pleasure. He says, Thou will show me the path of life. Psalm 11, verse 16, verse 11. Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand are pleasures evermore. May you experience evermore pleasures in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May you experience evermore pleasures. We are told in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 6 verse 1 and 2. He said there is an evil which I have seen under the sun. It is common among men. A man to whom God had given riches, wealth and honor so that he wanted nothing for all that he so desired. And yet God given him not the power to eat thereof, but a stranger eated it. It is an evil disease. It is vanity and it's an evil disease. May the evil disease of laboring and not enjoying it, may that evil disease be far from you. The evil disease of working so hard and not being able to enjoy the, the work of the fruit of your labor, may that evil disease be far from you in the mighty name of Jesus. God gives the gift of pleasure and enjoyment to those who love and serve him. Receive grace to serve God. Number three is divine protection. When we serve God faithfully, he provides for us supernaturally or he prospers us supernaturally. And then number two, he gives us the gift of pleasure. And then number three, God protect us. In this season, may God protect you. Keep on, stop counting the number of people who are infected with COVID-19 in our nation. I believe that no matter how many people get it, I and my household, we are spared. And everyone who is connected to this faith house family, anyone who is watching this broadcast, I prophesy unto you, safety and protection shall be yours. No matter how many people will be taken down, politicians are free to go down with it. Uh, prominent people in society are free to go down with it. But you who serves God, you who is committed to God, you and your household shall be preserved. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand. It shall not come nigh thee. Remember the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17, it said, no weapon fashioned against thee shall prosper according to including COVID-19. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment thou shalt condemn. Then he said, this is the heritage of the Lord, the, the heritage of the servants of the law. The heritage that no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. Does not belong to everybody. It is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. My question is, are you serving God? Are you serving God with your resources? Are you serving God with your money? Are you serving God with your time? Are you serving God with everything that you have? Or you are on and off. You are the type who serves God conveniently. COVID-19 has come and you have relinquished in your service. You have decided to hold back your commitment to God. Are you that type or you are the type who serves God at all times? You remember when Daniel was kept in prison, when Daniel was kept in the lion's den, the king went early in the morning and Daniel chapter 6 verse 20, the king said, Daniel, has thy God whom thou served continually, has he been able to deliver you? If you are going to serve God and enjoy God's protection and deliverance, you better make sure you are serving him continually. You are serving him continually. Hear me? Serve him continually, not conveniently. 
serve God continually, not conveniently. Some of us, we are so convenient in our service that even a little rain or drizzling can prevent you from going to church. That is convenient service. The moment your job is challenged or you have a little financial difficulty, the first commitment you are likely to stop is tithing. That is convenient service. A person who serves God continually serves him regardless of the circumstance, serves him regardless of what they are going through. They serve God at all times and in every situation. And it's my prayer that in this season, grace to serve God like that will be your portion. And if you do that, God will put a head of protection around you just like he did for Job. The Bible said the angel of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him and delivered them. May my God deliver you. May my God preserve you. May my God protect you. May my God keep watch over you and your family. And then number four is God preserves those who serve him. You shall be preserved. You and your household shall be preserved. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, the Bible said you shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. Exodus chapter 23 verse 25 to 26. He said, I will take sicknesses from the midst of thee. The number of thy days I will fulfill. That talks about supernatural preservation. God will preserve you. I like it when the psalmist said, the Lord will preserve thy goings. He will preserve thy going forth and thy coming in. He will be thy shade upon thy right hand. He will preserve thy going from all evil. And in these COVID dangerous times, when they are counting 18,000 or so plus people infected, I declare to you and your household, you shall be preserved. I'm not talking about those who are staying at home and wishing that uh, COVID-19 will go away before they start serving God. No, God is watching out for those who are sold out to him, sending him whether COVID is around or not. Those are the people who God preserves. Let me tell you, in these seasons, in these times, no matter what you do, if God does not preserve you, you cannot preserve yourself. That's why you are only living with self-deception, staying at home and pretending that you'll be protected from uh, by not coming to church. You'll be protected when you decide not to fellowship with the brethren. Listen, it's a great risk you are undertaking. If you choose to stay at home, Satan can affect you. The disease can reach out to you no matter where you are. Your protection is in God. Your protection and your security is in finding yourself in the presence of God. In his presence, he protects. In his presence, he preserves. In his presence, he secures. So I pray that God will preserve you and your household. God will protect you and your household. With long life, he will preserve you. Listen, until God preserves you, no matter the protective mechanisms or protocols you observe, you will be gone. My protection is not in hand sanitizer. My protection is not in wearing a face mask. My protection is not in any of those things. Do I do them? Why not? I do all of that. But I am smart enough to know that except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep watch over the city, the watchmen wake, but in vain. Let me tell you, serving God faithfully will preserve you until the day of your departure arrives. 
If you decide you are going to serve God faithfully, God will preserve you until the day of your departure is arrived. I have no doubt nothing will take me before my time. Not COVID-19, no disease, no pandemic, no disease, no demonic plague will be able to take me before my time. Why? Because I'm committed to his service. Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 to 7, he said, for I am ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. When we are committed to fighting the good fight of the kingdom, when we are committed to advancing his kingdom at all times, God will preserve us until the time of our departure is at hand. So, as I close, how do I serve God faithfully? The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul's letter to the Corinthian text, chapter 15 verse 58, tells us how to serve God profitably. If you are going to serve God profitably, the first two sentences are, he said, dearly beloved, be steadfast or movable. If you are going to serve God profitably, we must be steadfast or movable. We must not be on today of tomorrow, on today of tomorrow. Be steadfast or movable. Be steadfast or movable. Whether it's raining or it's shining, you are in church. Whether it's COVID time or not COVID time, you are committed to God in your givings, in your sacrifices, in kingdom investment endeavors. You are all out for God. That is a person who serves God profitably. You have to be steadfast and immovable in your service. Most people serve God, but they never reap the rewards of service. Why? Because they give up before their due season is due. Galatians chapter 6 verse, he says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Most people, unfortunately, don't reap because they faint before their due season. And I pray that this half, God, you will serve God until your season is due for rewards. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number two, abound in your service. Abound. Don't do little. Do more. Do more. This is not the time to be given 10%. This is the time to be given 20%, 30% as tight. This is the time where you need to support your church and the kingdom of God like never before. This is the time. This is not the time to be giving 10% and be debating. When a lot of people are unable to give, this is the time to give your best sword to God. This is not the time to debate whether as you do 10%, 50%, 20%. No. This is the time to hear the voice of God and be ready to do all that God will have you to do. Even if he tells you give 100%, go ahead and do it because he knows how best to take care of you. Abound in your service. Don't be little in your service. I like it when the Bible says Paul was speaking about his fellow laborers and he talked about Trafina and Trafosa and he said they labored much in the Lord. Receive grace to labor much in the Lord. Receive grace to labor abundantly in the Lord. Paul said always abounding in the work of God. May you abound in the work of God. May you abound in the grace of God. And then number Three, know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. If you are going to serve God profitably, know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. In other words, serve God with expectation. And in this half, I prophesy to you as your shepherd and set man, God's ordained prophet over you. I prophesy rewards for you. 
every service you have invested, every labor you have committed to the kingdom of God, which is yet to yield dividends for you. In this half, you will see amazing rewards. You will see amazing dividends in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want us to pray one prayer and then I close the service. I want you to pray and ask God for grace to serve him acceptably all through the second half. Say, Lord, I receive grace to serve you acceptably. Baptize me with grace to serve you acceptably. All through the second half. Open your mouth a minute and speak to God. Grace to serve God acceptably. Grace to serve God acceptably. Grace to serve God acceptably. Open your mouth and speak to God. The Bible says, Wherefore, receiving the kingdom which cannot be saved, can let us receive grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably. Receive grace to serve God acceptably. In the name of Jesus. The grace to serve God acceptably. May that grace rest upon you. You will not waver in your service. You will not waver in your commitment. You are going to be steadfast. You are going to be abounding in the work of God. Knowing your labor shall not be in vain. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord preserve you. Until we meet on Sunday. You are blessed. Pastor Afrakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages, as well as books by Pastor Afrakwa, please call 0540-122-670 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afrakwa on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services. 7 a.m. first service, 8.30 a.m. second service and 10 a.m. our third service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service at 6 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejekumar Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santa's Runabout, Kumasi. God richly bless you.